that song with me for several weeks. And it's a blessed song, isn't it? It's a promise. And if we could go to Isaiah. Isaiah 44, verse 2 through 3. This is a wonderful promise that God made us. Thus saith the Lord that made thee, and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou Jezreel, whom I have chosen, for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. A flood and floods upon the dry ground, I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thy offspring. You know, that's a wonderful promise from God, and it was all fulfilled, as we know, in Jesus. Hallelujah. And the continuity of the Bible is this wonderful thing that it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's, I know there are times and seasons with God and things uh, have timing and place and purpose that God uh, performs amongst his people. But when we get down to it, the word of God is eternal. And it's an eternal thing that we are living with. Hallelujah. It's, it's, God is now. He lives in the now. And the eternity is something that is present at every part and every moment of our life. We sang that song this morning, moment by moment. I've kept by his love. Moment by moment, I have life from above. Look until Jesus, to Jesus, till glory doth shine, moment by moment. O Lord, I am thine. You know, that's the wonderful thing, you see. Every promise in here is an eternal promise. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. It's not conditional on any particular time or any particular place. It's for you eternally. Hallelujah. That's why I thank God for salvation because it's an eternal thing. Hallelujah. As soon as you're born of the Spirit, you are born into eternity with God. Hallelujah. And it's a, it's a miracle. I don't understand it. I can't comprehend it. I can't see how, how God can look at me and say, well, I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. I don't understand it. We don't have to understand it. We just have to believe it. And our faith gives us that ability to be who God wants us to be. It's not a matter of what we want. It's a matter of what he wants in our lives. He wants us to be eternally secure in our life day by day. There's so much insecurity in the world today. And people spend most of their life concerned about the future or the past. Very few people live in the moment of, of the day. But we as Christians, because we live in eternity, live 
in that moment of time, which to God is the same as it was yesterday. Hallelujah. Because that's why God says, I am today the same, today, tomorrow, and forever. He says that. Hallelujah. So when we live in the moment, we live in God. Hallelujah. You see, faith requires a place where it is secure. Hallelujah. If your faith is dependent on anything other than the security that God has placed in your life, you will have a troubled time. Hallelujah. Because the enemy will question whether God did what he did and said what he said and has promised what he promised. The devil will challenge that all the while. But you know, the wonderful thing is we have security in our walk with Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank God. You see, I like the scripture. It says, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now that, that promise is not for the future. It's for the now. Hallelujah. And it's not that you might see all things working together for good. Right at that moment, you may not see it. But God has a plan. God has a, a, has a, a, a direction that he directs us to walk in his spirit. And as we walk, uh, it's, it's almost as if God rolls out the road in front of us. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's sort, the Holy Spirit is rolling out the road <laughs> as we go. He's prepared a way for us. Right in amongst all this business about pouring out water, it talks about he's established in Isaiah, it says, a highway that we can walk in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go and walk in that highway. Isaiah 35, verses 6 and 7. This is a wonderful promise. This is the promise of, the Je of Jesus' coming kingdom. The wilderness, we'll start at verse 1. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. And the excellency of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands, and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not, behold your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. You see, what that, when he says vengeance there, what he is saying, he, he will come and justify you. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing in life to be justified. God's justification happens in our life. He justifies us as we walk with him. He, he gives us that justice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, you are justified by the, by the death of Christ in your life. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 
Say to them that are of fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even the God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as in heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass and reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there, and a way that is called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, those fools, they shall not err therein. Hallelujah. There's a highway, brothers and sisters. We walk. It is the way of holiness. It's not our holiness. It's God's holiness. Hallelujah. He puts that holiness upon us. As we walk with him, he justifies us and he makes us holy. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. No, no, nothing there to condemn us as we walk with him. Hallelujah. I like this bit. My brother and your used to quote this to me all the while, the wayfaring man, though a fool shall not err there. And then he'd ask me to get up and testify in the meeting. <laughs> now you might think that's strange. <laughs> but it's true. You don't have to be brainy or, or educated in the, in the Christian terms to walk with God. You can, once you're born again, you have this wonderful implant in your life that makes you righteous and it makes you right with God and you're right and you have something in you that demonstrates truth and righteousness hallelujah even though you might be just a wayfaring man and uh, is somebody a traveler if you, even if you might be a traveler uh, you are not a fool because God gives you wisdom. And that's a wonderful thing. We don't err because of lack of knowledge when we have God within us. Hallelujah. Well, I want to go to John 4 once uh, and talk about the woman of the world. Hallelujah. John Gospel. We, get, we just talk about the bit where Jesus is talking to her about the water. Verse 10 we'll start from. We all know the lady at the well. She was a Samaritan. She wasn't really supposed to be talking to Jesus uh, because the Jews didn't have anything to do with Samaritans. Um, and yet he was sitting on the well waiting for her to come. She said in verse 9, Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou bringing a Jew askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given you living water. 
who almost said, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, the well is deep, from whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drinketh of the water shall thirst again. Of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I give him shall never thirst. But the water that I give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into eternal everlasting life. Hallelujah. Isn't that... Isn't that uh, isn't that confirming what I said about eternity living within us? It lives in us because of the water. Now the water, it, it, it's something that lives within inside us. It, Jesus talks about it being the living water. Now, I don't know whether you've been in living water, but it has power. You know, I've been in I really love surfing. Uh, I still would like to do it, even though I can hardly stand up in the waves. <laughs> because of the power of the wave and the fact that once you're in that wave, you have no control over anything. You can, you can try to ride it and uh, be totally dunked on the beach. Happened to me time and time again. Because the water is alive. And it's the same with the Holy Spirit's water. When it gets inside you, it takes control. Hallelujah. Because it's alive. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, I don't like dead religion. I like the life within me that makes me go where I couldn't go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It makes me strong when I feel weak. It gives me power when I feel inadequate because it's living water. And I thank God, God works in that way. He worked in that way in my life. I, I was in a meeting and suddenly the power of God just lifted me out of what I was doing into something new. And I was never the same again. That's why I dance about. I still don't dance like I used to. But it's the freedom came into my legs. Hallelujah. Amen. And when your legs are free, you can walk. That's the thing. That's what, what this living water does. It gives you the ability to walk in the spirit and to know. Have knowledge of God, you know. You suddenly find you know something that you didn't know. Have you had that experience with God? You suddenly know something. Where does it come from? It doesn't come from reading. It doesn't come from the intellectual process. It comes in this part of your body. Hallelujah. And this is where the living water resides. Hallelujah. It says, out of your belly shall flow living water. Amen. Hallelujah. You say, how can that happen? I don't know. Hallelujah. This part of you is your seat of your emotion. Hallelujah. That's where God touches you. 
Hallelujah. In the seat of your emotion. Hallelujah. You suddenly feel something that isn't part of you is imparted to you by the Holy Spirit. That's how it works. That's how it works. You see, as you walk with Jesus, suddenly you have this impulse of the Holy Spirit to be obedient to what he tells you to do. And it will work. Hallelujah. Peter and John walking to the gate, beautiful, going up to the temple. I don't think they pre-planned um, what they were doing. They were just walking along. This guy interrupts their walk. And he says he was looking to receive something. He was looking for money. He'd been doing it for, for a number of years. And yet, suddenly the inspiration comes to Peter and John. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto you. Hallelujah. And they lifted him up. His ankles and his feet received strength. And he started dancing. And he danced all the way into the temple, into the into that gate, beautiful. He walked into the temple, sleeping and praising God. And the wonderful thing, God had set him up in that place where he begged for years and years and years. Everybody knew him. He was always asking for arms. Somebody said, but he got legs. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing. He asked for arms, but he got legs. <laughs> Which was far better than arms, wasn't it? <laughs> Bless the Lord. And that's how it is with God. He gives you more than you're expecting. Hallelujah. <laughs> more than you're expecting. How, how is your level of expectation this morning of what God can do in you? I thank God for this water. It says in another place... That he gives us water to swim in. Talks about the water coming from the temple, from the throne room, flowing out into the desert, to the down to the Dead Sea. It's flowing. And the power of that water had it sustained trees. It sustained all sorts of fruits alongside the river. And what the, the prophet was prophesying was that we should get in and bathe in that water. That we should get out of the depths. We start in our ankles, we go deeper, we get into, uh, up to our knees. Then we get a little bit deeper and we suddenly find we can't hold our feet on the ground anymore as we're carried along by the power of the Spirit. I pray this today... Everybody might get carried by the power of that spiritual water that flows from the throne of God. Hallelujah. It's such a wonderful thing to get lost in God, to lose contact with all our senses and feelings and our emotions from, that come from our head, from our, our sort of worrying and all the other things that happen. God wants to completely overwhelm us with his Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, he wants to flow 
down through us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know, God has more faith in us than we have in him. Did you you know that? God has more faith in us than we have in him. It's a fact. It says God is more willing to give than we are to receive. Hallelujah. The problem that we face is our willingness to receive what God is offering us. Hallelujah. You see, when God offers us something, it's on the basis of replacement of something we already have that makes us comfortable. God's always offering us something new. But the problem is, we have to come to terms with the fact that when we get something new from God, we can't be the way we were. We can't carry on the way we, we carry on. God wants to give us something more than the normal. And when you get something more than the normal, like Peter and John as they went up to the gate of the temple, there was something within them that God had placed there. Now we know Peter, we know John, we know all about their personalities, how, how they reacted to Jesus and the message that he had. We know all about them. But God had given them something much, much more than they'd ever comprehended that they could have. You know, they, they are, Peter argued with Jesus about him going to the cross. But when he was filled with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, when the water that we're talking about flowed into that place, he was changed by the power of God. He could not go back. And that's the thing. God is offering us so much in our lives day by day. But we can't go back. Once we have accepted what God has given us, There's no way back. It's an eternal transaction. And it's an ongoing transaction, I believe. As we walk with God, it's an ongoing transaction. I've been been walking with God now, coming up to 70 years, 67 years, I think, I've been walking with God. And I'm more challenged now than I was when I first became a Christian to receive from God. Hallelujah. I was challenged this morning to come and stand here this morning and talk about what I'm talking about. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. My body and my mind tell me, well, it's time to retire and go and hide somewhere and, and pop off this, pop, pop off this, uh, this uh, land that we live in, be with Jesus. Incidentally, I don't know anybody who remembers Paddy Poots, who was with us for quite a long while. He popped off to heaven. Uh, on uh, Wednesday, wasn't it? He popped off to heaven overnight. He just went. I've got to go and do his funeral down in Kent sometime in May. He's a friend of mine. He's gone. He had his time. He fulfilled the work that God gave him. He was a rumman, wasn't he? But God changed him, made him what he was. 
and we shall miss him, but he's in a better place now. Just go, let's go to Luke chapter 6, verse 38. I think this describes to some extent what I'm talking about. It says, Give and it shall be given to you. It talks somewhere else, it talks about buy the truth and sell it not. That's, that's in the Old, old uh, Testament. When God gives us something, it costs us something to receive it. You see, the secret of receiving from God is to give. Hallelujah. It's to give. I'm not talking about um, prosperity gospel because sometimes it's taught that you give to get. You give to receive. Hallelujah. Whether that's money, whether it's a gift from God, whatever it is, we have to initiate that. God comes to us and offers us something, but we have to give something in return. Now, what do you think Peter and John gave on that day when they were walking to the temple? What do you think Peter and John had given up? They'd given up everything. Hallelujah. They were totally committed to the work that God had given them. And as they walked up to that temple that day, they, that, that the way they'd laid down their lives was an opening for God to move miraculously in that place. Hallelujah. And that's how it works, brother and sister. You say, well, what can I give God? What you have to do is lay everything that you are on the altar for God. Hallelujah. And that's hard to do because you, it's not a thing that our physical flesh can do. It's something that happens in the spiritual realm. We have to say, well, no, I will not fulfill whatever the flesh is leading me to, I will walk after the Spirit. I will walk after the Spirit. That's what Peter and John were doing when they walked up to the temple that day. They were walking after the Spirit. They were expecting things to happen. What happened was probably far more than they expected. And what will happen to you when you start to give yourself over to God, is things will happen more than you can expect. That's why I went to this verse. It, it says, give, and it shall be given unto you. And then it, get, it says, in seven ways it was given. 
So you give the first way, and it shall be given unto you. And then it says, good measure. And then it says, press down. Shaken together. It's four. Running over. Shall man give unto your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. And that's the wonderful thing I thank God for this, this morning. Whatever we give to God, there's so much reward that comes back from God. Hallelujah. You see, you will never outgive God. You cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. But in your giving to Him is the blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, coming back, it says, so by many waters. This is what it says in Psalm. So by many waters. And it shall return to you after many days. Hallelujah. That's a wonderful promise. Now, when you get to my age, a lot of things start to come back to you. <laughs> and it's, it's true. There are lots of things come back to you, you know. People, uh, I've had people we haven't seen for 20, 30 years come and one lady I remember in, uh, she came here for about eight weeks. She was in a terrible state because she'd been somewhere and I won't go into where she'd been. But they had despitefully used her within the church and she came here and we, we just loved her for eight weeks. And then she moved to South Wales uh, and about 15 years later we were taking a meeting in the Rhonda Valley in South Wales and she came in the meeting and she said you will never know what you did for me in those eight weeks. That was her testimony. You see, when we do, so often we, we love people. Loving people is an expensive process, let me tell you. We love people. And we don't see any response necessarily because what's going on is inside. It's not external, it's inside. And we're always looking for an external response, aren't we, to our love. Whereas what we really should be looking for is that internal response. That's something that goes on within people. And it was such a joy to us to see that lady and hear her testimony. And the amazing thing was she died within a year after that. And it, it was just by chance that we met up and that meeting that time, you know, and she testified. So, brother and sister, don't look for the instant response to anything you do for God because it's not an instant business. God works on the long term plan. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You think you're going to pray today for something, sometimes it takes years, and you get very frustrated, don't you, when you keep praying the same prayer and and you're not seeing anything. But that's, that promise is true. God honours his word. So, 
sown into all water. All, you see. Bad, good, whatever you sow must bring a harvest. God says of himself, he says, my word will never return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I purposed. Hallelujah. That's the thing, you see. It's not about you. The trouble is, we think most of the things we think in, with God is about us. It's about the kingdom, brother and sister. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. Do you know that kingdom's within you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there's a price to pay if you're part of the kingdom because you have to give. And you don't necessarily give to God. See, if you want to give something to God, you don't necessarily have to sort of like, like somewhere in the church, put it in the offering box. You can give to people as God leads you. You see? The wonderful thing is sometimes you think people have taken advantage of that. When you give, give them a, a love gift, they've taken advantage of you uh, because they didn't receive it in the, the manner that you expected. But you see, it's, it's not in the response from the person. It's in, it's in the response from God. God sees everything you do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He keeps a record of everything you do. He doesn't keep a record of your sin once you're born again. But he keeps a record of all the things you did. And the reason he keeps a record is he's going to reward you when you get to heaven. Hallelujah. There's a reward to gain in heaven. Hallelujah. Some of the good things you do, won't, you won't get anything back in this world, but it will be there waiting for you in heaven. Hallelujah. And the reward, it won't mean, there won't be any high and any low. We'll all be, all be the same when we meet Jesus. Hallelujah. He taught that, didn't he? He said, those that have worked through the heat of the day get the same as those who came in the afternoon, after tea, and just did one hour. Hallelujah. But that's God. He blesses everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I don't know what the dif- I've never understood what the difference between a reward <laughs> and meeting Jesus. But there is obviously some benefit. Um, I've looked at it sometimes and I've thought, <coughs> when we've lived in heaven, down here, and we lived in the realms of, of the kingdom of God, when we get up there, we'll definitely be used to living in the kingdom. And when we live down here and we don't honour the kingdom in our lives, we're still saved. We're still going to heaven. But I think there's, that is what, what's, what, what the difference is. When we get, when we get to heaven, we're going to meet up with Jesus and all the rest of it. But how will we feel about the opportunities that we've missed for God? Because we are going to face the judgment seat of Christ when we get to 
and we will have to give an account of the things we did in the flesh. Not about our sin, it's about the things that we did with what he offered to, for us to do. That's the thing, you know. God prompts us to do things and sometimes we neglect to do them. And that is, I think, the area where it all comes down to. Bless the Lord, you know. The only reason we're down here and we, God's brought us into the kingdom is that when we get to heaven, we'll have an experience which we've had down here, which the angels haven't had. Hallelujah. When we get up there, we will know our redemption. Hallelujah. The angels weren't redeemed, but we have been redeemed through the precious blood of Jesus. So when we get there, it's going to be a glorious time. I'm nearer there than you are. I won't come back and tell you about it. <laughs> you find about it. It's all in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to that time. Father, I just pray that you'll open our hearts, Lord, to receive from you this morning. That you'll show us your kindness and your goodness in giving us what we need for our day-by-day -day life with you. Lord, I pray that you'll give us that outward-going spirit, Lord, where we will reach out to others with what we've been given, Lord Jesus that we might be a blessing to all that we meet, Lord, day by day, whether we like them or whether we don't, that we might show them the love of Jesus Christ through our lives as we walk with you, Lord. I just pray, Lord Jesus, that we might drink of that living water every day, that we might have life that we sing about in that hymn, life from within, Lord Jesus. That we might dispense that life wherever we go, Lord. We ask it. I pray you'll give each one of us in this place freedom that only your Holy Spirit can give to be your children, to be used for your kingdom. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.